Hello, friends. Welcome back to the pod. Before we get into it today, let me remind you about Prepped and Ready. Prepped Ready offers meals delivered right to your door. All you have to do is pop them in the microwave and they're good to go. They service all of Metro Atlanta area. They just partnered with a fitness app called Fit Genie to make deliver deliveries even easier. Make sure you go to Prepped Ready. Readymeals.com using code BINGE10 at checkout for 10% off the order. Binge10 at checkout for 10% off that order. Ladies, men, listen up. Have you always wanted a boudoir session and needed that little nudge to finally do it? Well, now here's that nudge. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of $100 off their session when they book a session with Jillian at Rebel Boudoir. These sessions make an awesome, unique gift for your wedding day, an anniversary, a birthday, or and it's just an excuse to rock that bod that you got. Guys, go get this gift for your ladies. Make them feel special. Ladies, get go and get this done and then give the results to your man. Make them feel special. Go check out Jillian's work on her Instagram at Rebel Boudoir or on her website at rebelboudoirstudio.com. Mention us in the little drop-down menu for your inquiry to ask how you heard about her and you'll get that discount. It's a great investment and an experience you will never forget. My guest today is a structural engineer technology consultant. She used to work alongside me in the VDC slash BIM department. Uh, for those of you who know that is, shouts to you. If you don't, you're about to find out a little bit. Please do me a favor in welcoming my friend, Sarah Pilardi. What's up, Lou? How are you, Sarah? Good. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. How long has it been? Five months, probably. That's crazy. Yeah, since the world shut down, right? <laughs> yeah. For, what, how have you been staying sane? Uh, easy, simple. I mean, I have a dog because when we get outside a lot, um, honestly, because we are away from family and friends, everybody up is up in Philadelphia. We're in Georgia. Um, my sisters have been joking. I've been socially distancing from all those people since 2017 anyway. So wow. um, we kind of, <laughs> when we got shut down, I have to say that we realized that uh, outside of not being able to go to the gym, all the other things that we did hiking, you know, being outdoors was still allowed. So mm-hmm. um, outside of uh, certain like mountain wasn't open, kind of saw mountain wasn't mm-hmm. open, things like that. Um, we had to find trails where, they were still allowed, but mm-hmm. other than that, our lifestyle didn't change too much, except that obviously working from home and Chris, you know, yeah, is doing school remotely. Uh, my husband's in school to be a chiropractor at Life University, so um, it's why we moved down to Georgia, and uh, so he was still in clinic, right, adjusting mm-hmm. hands-on mask, all the, you know, yeah. clinical procedures, right, but uh, I'm sure it's that, been interesting for him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely change of pace. <laughs> yeah, like now to take tests, like they have to be recorded and they have like every every piece of, of information screen shared, like um, is being shown. So it's just an interesting format, right? Yeah, when I was taking one of one of my finals, um, included this thing. I'm sure he relates. It's like lockdown browser or something. That's what it was called in college, and you literally would like have an agent. They'd show up on your like camera, and they'd say, "All right, now." Take your camera, turn it around, show me under your desk, over your desk, show me under that, show me, make sure you remove everything from your desk except for your computer, and that's it. Not even like a, a glass of water or something, because anything, you know, people, kids in high school used to be creative and stuff. They'd write like the notes on the inside of the water ba- the water bottle paper and just keep it on like it was the real deal. I mean, 
we all cheated once or twice. I mean, it's okay. If you didn't, kudos to you. If I didn't have the internet in college, I don't know if I'd be here. Um, oh, man, Logan. I, hey, it's I can't true. Say I did, <laughs> you, I, I'm sure you didn't because you actually know your shit. If you, if you asked me to do anything that I studied in college, I'd be like, oh, let me Google it real quick. <laughs> nah, not everything, but there, there's times where the internet definitely helped. Right. Um, Being resourceful. Hey, yeah, you got to take advantage of those resources. GTS. Google yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Google that shit. I'm going to start using that. That's great. Um, my dad always used to say, get out the bullshit cutter because <sighs> it cuts the bullshit. Just bring it out. Take out that phone. Um, so that's nice. I mean, you guys are big on outdoors anyway. So is he about to finish school or is he going to continue doing the online while you guys, when you guys move? So um, he's going to, he's done all the lecturing as of um, end of September and he's going to do an external internship with uh, the chiropractor. We actually grew, grew up going to, right? Wow. Um, and then he's got three months of that and then he graduates and he'll be a doctor. He's already paid part three of boards the uh, three parts of the boards and he's got one more to go and that's it so that's really exciting yeah it'll be three and a half years so. wow dang so so remind me you guys met in philly yeah that's yeah. where you're from you've well, lived there your entire life yeah chris and i uh, give me the origin story of chris and sarah sure so um i went to a little originally for my undergrad degree i went to a little school called delaware valley uh at the time college now university um, I played basketball there, D3. Um, it was in this little town called Doylestown right outside of uh, Philadelphia. And um, Chris grew up, um, went to Penn State, um, grew up in Langhorne. I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia, probably 20 minutes apart. Chris jokes that I could throw a rock into the suburbs and I shouldn't be counted as a Philly kid. That's wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, he was, you know, living in Langhorne. If anybody's from Bucks County, PA, you know, there's nothing going on out there. So Doylestown has like a bunch of bars, right? It's a town that's kind of like a Marietta or Woodstock of mm -hmm. Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, and um, there's a bar that like, it's kind of was like a clubby slash sports bra bar, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I actually met him in a bar as a complete stranger. And, wow. Yeah. You guys met in person organically like you're supposed to. Right. And this is back in 2012 when apps and things like that weren't cool and people weren't dating online. And <laughs> um, that's just back in the day. So we, um, my friends joke and my sisters called me out and my, um, at, at their, my speech at my wedding that I, I like called dibs like a little kid on them. Like I saw them in the in the bar and I said to my friends like dibs. I'm getting really. Yeah. Did you go for him or did he come up to you? Um, he uh, he came up to me, but I <laughs> back in the day I was extra confident of that. Yeah, you, you were the one that initiated everything. <laughs> um, no, but he still he still approached me, but um. And then we talked literally for the rest of the night. And then um, I would, we both were pretty intoxicated. It was his birthday. Of course, yeah. It was oh, wow. his 23rd birthday. So, um, And I joked that I couldn't remember his name. So what I did at the end of the night that after talking to him for the entire night, um, I, I said, hey, like, let's just change numbers. Oops, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we have a little um, shock collar thing on the table just to make sure that A-V-E-R-Y uh, – stays down but she's doing really well right now she's laying down she's what kind is she she's a jaron shepherd man. yeah she's really pretty she's really cute she was very excited when i came here uh sarah had to come out and warn me in advance like hey my my dog is very very uh excited she's a very excited individual so um she's awesome she's loving yeah, yeah, she's, all the love. yeah all the love so shouts to her she's 
being a really good girl right now. But anyway, anyway, back to the bar. Oh uh, yeah. So I, 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 I thought I was slick. I was like, Hey, let's exchange numbers here. Here's my phone. Put your number here thinking like, there you go. I got his name. Yeah, you got his name. <laughs> Perfect. And he did. Yeah. And, um, uh, we both joked that our, our first date felt like a blind date because we didn't like really fully yeah, remember yeah. the night. Right. Sure. But we really just hit it off. And ever since, like I've been with him for almost eight years now. So, wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of just like how we got here too, right? Like Chris and I um, were both in graduated school with business degrees, right? We we took a like a I'm not gonna say it was the easy path, right? But it was the path that like we knew we could make money in one day. I had a minor in chemistry. We both worked for pretty big corporations, right? And we mm -hmm. did well for ourselves. Yeah. But we were not like excited like at all about what we were doing. <laughs> really? Like Chris was miserable. I used to like text him and I'd be like, hey man, like how you doing? Like, what? How's your day going? Whatever. Yeah, and and he would like, just be like, "I hate my life." It was more like it's going. Like it was yeah. even worse than I hate my life. Right? Yeah. It's just like just you're like, just I'm here, going through the motions, right? Yeah. Um. And and it just wasn't us, right? Um. Like we're both really passionate, excited people. I've been competitive my entire life. Um. So when like I I was at you know I was only like 23 years old. I was mm -hmm. only out of school for like a year and a half. And I, but at the same point, I felt like, all right, I should be wanting to do more, get, get higher, climb this corporate ladder. But I was like, so not excited about it. Right. that yeah. I, I, we both kind of decided, all right, we got to do something about this. Right. And that's when we both kind of went and said like, all right, what, what are we passionate about? What gets us excited? And that's when for me, you know, being a structural engineer, being a part of construction, right? And especially now being a part of BDC and in the world of BIM, um, we're building buildings that'll be here much longer than we'll ever mm -hmm. be here. That's so, a really good outlook. Yeah, and, and you know, you to actually point at things and show people like, hey, I was a part of that. Hey, I did that building. Hey, I did this, right? Mm -hmm. like, and for someone like me that jumps around in a lot of companies, I've done a lot of things and I've only been out of school for five years. That's you know crazy I mean? to me, yeah. Like, I've touched a lot, a lot of buildings and, um, and I've touched a lot of departments and learned a lot of things. Right. So I, I, I look at it as more, a, if you're stuck in a job and you're not excited about it, right. You got to ask yourself, what do you want to be excited about and, and how you're going to make it happen and, and, and not being scared about how long it's going to take. Cause it took me three and a half years to go back for another bachelor's and a master's in structural engineering. Mm -hmm. It took Chris to get prereqs. And it took, uh, he took prereqs almost the whole time while I was in school, except for like the last, it's a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then um, now he's in school for three and a half years here. So it's a total for us seven years that we are going at it. But like going into this next chapter, we have a house in PA that we're moving back to in September. It's just like, wow, we've done it. Like we've hit, we're now at the point that we get to live these careers that we're so excited about. Right? Yeah. Every day, excited to wake up and do what we do. You and don't get the Sunday scaries. No, You're not, not at like all, ever. scared about going to work at all. Ever. And now with my new job living, I mean, I got this. Really? Cake 40 hour weeks and still get paid the way I should. And yeah. It's, it's, uh, my my company now I really love and and not that I didn't love it at Holder because that company I mean the culture there is something that I'll probably never have anywhere else right mm -hmm. somebody like I really felt like those people actually ca cared about me as a human sure. right yeah which I, like I said I've been around the block with companies and yeah. I that was the first and I hope not the last but so Maybe. far less yeah. yeah and that's and that's something I had to you know decide when I made that move to Philly for this company but this. This type of work, right, and consulting and helping, having the opportunity of helping a whole lot of companies do a whole lot of different things, rather than kind of being pigeonholed into one part of the industry. Yeah. Um, 
it it's allowing me to obviously you can tell i like to learn i like to yeah. share my knowledge i like to grow here i'm being able to i have my uh like we're a channel partner of i feel like i'm just rambling no, this is great you're a great talker this is great <laughs> i'm learning a lot too so my company I work for right now is Microdesk, and they're a BIM consultant, uh, technology consultant. And we have a consultant in every field. And instead of making us big generalists, right, they take our special skills, right? I'm a structural engineering technology consultant. Mm -hmm. I am helping out right now. My my client is a, a concrete subcontractor. We're okay. modeling and helping them build their buildings better and faster and more accurate and figuring out all the questions before they're even coming up in the field, right? Mm -hmm. And for a concrete sub, which you're in, here in the construction world. Yeah. They don't do that. Right? No, they don't. And MEP does, right? So it's like I'm helping people get on the cutting edge, right? We're talking about, and and that's what I'm excited about. And on top of that, we're a channel partner of, of Autodesk. So we're a reseller mm -hmm. of the products. Um, so that allows us to that allows me to have the ability to have training literally every program that I could ever desire on the face of the planet. And I also have access to people that have that experience too, mm -hmm. because they all work in Microdesk, right? It's just a bunch of people that are all good at their, their discipline. Their thing, yeah. yeah there, we have a bunch of subject matter experts, right? And yeah. that's, what's really exciting. Like coordination, right? In the general contractor world right now, let's explain what, what. VC sure. Is, sure. Let's, right? yeah. let's, so that's right me, and, me and Sarah know each other. We both work the same construction management, I guess. Is that general contractor. a general contractor for, those of you who don't work in the construction world, how would you just, how would you explain what a general contractor is? Okay. So a general contractor is basically in charge of making sure the project gets under on budget and on time and meets the owner's needs. And they manage all the subcontractors mm -hmm. that will build the building, right? Yeah. So they're doing the construction management. And right? the subcontractors are the, the people kind of like what Sarah was saying. They're the masters at their field, whether it's like there's, people that install water for a living or people that install fire protection for a living. They, the general contractor manages all those little teams to make one big pretty picture in the end. Right. Right. And keep those wheels moving. And every time yes. a problem comes up, it helps solve the problem and keeps that communication going between mm -hmm. all disciplines. Huge team thing right. with a general contractor. So, and there's a piece of it that is called VDC, virtual design and construction. Um, so, Logan, this is a lot. A lot of people don't know this. Do you mm -hmm. know the difference between BIM and VDC and why you call one or the other? I do not oh. know this. Okay. So one is a noun, BIM, building information modeling, right? It's a model that has all the information pieces and components that you're going to use to build a real building in the real world, right? So it's in virtually built, the same stuff that you're going to go install. While VDC, virtual design and construction, is a verb, right? So it's kind mm -hmm. of more than the model. It's the coordination between all the pieces. It's the laser scanning that you go out and do and get from the field. It's the problem solving that mm -hmm. you do with the, the noun, the tool, the BIM, BIM right? Yeah. So VDC is what it's, it's more than tool. just modeling. It's, it's, it's using that model and using it to solve problems in a unique way, leveraging technology to solve problems, which if anybody from Holder ever listens to that, I mean, hey, that's that's their, their motto. Yeah, that's the BIM. <laughs> um, that's the BIM uh, motto or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mission statement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, mission whatever. statement. But sure. I don't need to know that anymore, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but that is what we do. So basically what I'm in, what we do is we, we build a building in this virtual world at these schools that Autodesk really is the sole proprietor, which that's a whole building in itself. Sure. Crazy. Um, we'll see how that works in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and so I'm fine. The problems where they're going to, you know, pipe are going to hit pipes or mm-hmm. where they're planning to put a structure and there's no way that you're going to have the ceiling height to be able to put all the HVAC that you thought you were going to put all the duct work and all the things above and you're solving these problems before you're out in the field. Right. And anybody that likes any sorts of video games, right. If like growing up, I always say like, it's kind of like a Sims. Um, yeah. It's it like is, a, yeah. a Sims on, on crack. Right. Like yeah. it's like the very specific things on how you build a building. Um, so now I'm basically a structural engineering subject matter expert in modeling and leveraging technology to solve problems to be able to get things done. Right. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about my company is also like coordination wise, you know, you do it between subcontractors and um, like in a general contractor, how we do it at Holder, right? Yeah. Um, everyone's in house. So we model in house, then we clash in house, and then we solve the problems all in house. So there's not this like, tr- tracking down like the sub stinks they mm-hmm. can't get their stuff done like right. we all literally do it together it's working sessions and it's just so seamless that it's like wow if we could all get on board and do this but it'll take time yeah sure sure let's but rewind yeah let's rewind. how did you no 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 this is this is great i can't wait to go back and listen to this and just like relearn everything that you, you're telling me now besides everybody that the thing I like about this podcast specifically is, you know, I have that binge boys one where I talk about the movies and tv this is not that one this is called whatever i want it's literally called whatever I want because I sit down. Each episode is talking to a guest, learning about them, what drives them, what they do, what inspires them, and just a bunch of sh- kind of almost like Joe Rogany. Like that was the inspiration. Was like Joe gets to sit down and have conversations with comedians, athletes, actors, doctors, physi- you know anybody in the world that he wants to talk to, and they talk about literally whatever the hell they want. And I was like, I want to do that too. It's one of those things that I don't even care. Like if this podcast never gets 300,000 listens a year or something like, I don't get two shits. This is not only great for me because I'm learning a lot about people, but, um, but like the people that listen, get to learn all about like, you know, for all we know, like someone who listens to this is going to go and look up structural engineering and be like, wow, that's so cool. I never knew that. Like, this much like went into like literally building buildings because a lot of people, you know, generic, like when you tell people you work in construction, they picture like you're swinging a hammer, that you, they picture the, the dudes sitting on the side of the road, playing on their phones, not doing anything. They're like, wow, no wonder construction takes so long. It's because people are sitting on their ass half the time. But um, there's a lot more that goes into it than people like to think, I think. Completely forget why I went on that tangent because you just talked about your life for like, 20 minutes and it was beautiful. It was perfect. So anyway, let's rewind. Did you know from like a kid, like did your parents ever see signs of like, this girl's going to be in construction. This girl likes to see how things are built. This girl like problem solving. Like, is there anything like, did you ever have another besides you guys, you guys got that business degree mm-hmm. or whatever. Were you ever, ever going to do anything besides construction? I mean, uh, okay, so if we look back, yeah, there's plenty of things we should have known, right? Like, and I even say, like, my 
um, my dad is a carpenter by trade, right? Okay. And he now works for the Philadelphia Water Department as a, a project manager, right? Okay. So I and he is he built my house. He has built mm-hmm. a mini house in the back of our house that we call a clubhouse. Like <laughs> it's awesome. all weather room, has air conditioning, you just can't have plumbing because they can't have a second structure on there. <laughs> he's he's done everything. Right? Yeah, right. Um, so and there's pictures of me growing up as he was doing things in our house, as me smacking my little play toy hammer right. right next to him, right? There's things like that that we probably should have looked back and be like, yeah, Sarah, you should have went somewhere into this. But my problem, um, and my mom is is um, a commercial director at uh, one of the big five consulting firms. I don't Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and a senior partner there and has, you know, college educated, master educated, right? Like had all the, the pieces that tell me and her her um, undergraduate degree is in mathematics, right? So it's not like I didn't have somebody to kind of point me in that direction, um, but I, I just didn't know what I wanted. Uh, this is gonna sound really arrogant, but I, I was good at school. So I was good at every subject. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do. and. And I went to a high school. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Wow, did not know that. And I loved high school. I thrived in high school. I was the president of my class. Like, did I'm, you peak in high school? No. <laughs> no, I hope that I still haven't peaked. That's nah, my goal. Yeah, that's the goal, yeah. Um, but I peaked in high school. It's been going down those <laughs> Come on, look. <laughs> I know. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, no, I think I've had, I've had different versions of myself since, right? But I just continue to try to better myself altogether it's just who i am i just can't do anything but 110 120 percent of anybody that's ever met me um even if you don't like me you've said that right like yeah um but um so i was just i was so stuck in not leaving high school um that i didn't really focus on what college i should go to what major i should be in like i just applied Mm -hmm. i actually got into a bunch of schools Penn State, the big ones, the small ones. I mm-hmm. actually ended up at LaSalle University my first year, right? Um, a couple things happened that that just was not the school for me. Um, I, I, hey, transparency on the podcast, I lost a friend my freshman year of college, and she went to LaSalle with me, and that was tough. She, I went to high school with her. Lost her as in she passed? Yeah, and... And, um, and I had, I had to make a change. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to this little tiny school, Delaware Valley college at the time to play basketball. It gave me a ton of structure, um, with basketball and, and they didn't have an, a ton of majors. So it was like, I was there at the time chemistry and, and I was like, mom, I, I got the junior year and I was like, mom, I can't be in a lab for the rest of my life. What, right. what do I do? Like there's, it was a science school. It was science mm-hmm. and agriculture. So like there's a bunch of kids that went there to study um, equine. Like my one friend is a barn manager. So wow. we can go and like hang out with the horses whenever we want. Oh my God. So like, it's pretty cool. I went yeah. to this school that had like really interesting majors, but at the time it was like, what am I going to do? Right. Like mm-hmm. I already transferred. I need to be done in four years. Like all these things. Right. And my mom was like, just get a business degree. They're always useful. And which turns out it is useful. I definitely could manage a budget any but better than and hell. I'll say it right here. And then a senior engineer that was in my position at Holder because I had that experience and I went, I then did have three and a half years of managing a global supply chain and budget in a business yeah. setting, right? Yeah. So I do think that those skill sets did translate luckily, right? And and luckily I had my mom there to say, like, hey, just just get this business degree and figure it out, right? This doesn't right. have to be forever. Yeah, sure. You just gotta figure out what you need to do. Just get out. Don't and this is anybody that's struggling in college. 
If you just have student debt, just get out, get out, get the degree, get the paper. Don't just keep floundering, changing mm-hmm. majors, right? Because yep. you're just going to keep accumulating just debt. Just building it, yep. You just need the degree at that point. Get it up, get it yeah. up. <laughs> um, well, it's the reason, like, I, I didn't find my true passion, which is doing this until after college. And I graduated. I realized that really actually my senior year of college, and I was like, I don't want to do computer science. I ended up at Holder luckily because, you know, my honestly, transparency on my podcast, my dad got my foot in the door. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not one of those. There's a term for Sorry. people like that. I forget what the term is. Sorry, but, my sister did the same at Accenture. She yeah. hate this if she hears this podcast. Yeah, so, she, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't use him, but I mean, I, I took advantage of the fact my dad was important at Holder or is important at Holder. So I got that, but I didn't realize my dad until two or three years ago and I didn't get a media degree. I didn't get any a business degree. I got a business minor. But um but he I've I've learned over the years that the degree is really just a piece of paper that tells you that you can work. Yeah, it helps to go get your masters and and it really shows that like, like when I don't think differently of people like people that don't get their masters, but when I when I think people that do get their masters, I'm like, damn, you're good at what you do. Like I just assume like, damn, you got a master's in what now again? Structural engineering. Structural engineer. You if I'm hiring a structural engineer, it's gonna be you. Like, right. like but um uh yeah, it's just get out of college. If you don't know what you want to do, either either get out, get that degree and get out, or just stop. Don't just don't go. I, I know a lot of friends, a couple co-hosts of mine on other pods, like they they didn't enjoy college. They didn't really know what they were going for. And so they, they stopped going. And I don't blame them at all. And they've, they found their callings in, in other ways. And they're, they could have got here and they don't have a degree. Yeah, and college is not the answer for no, everyone. No, and that's, not. unfortunately, I feel like, I hope, I hope that the generation below us is getting a little better at that. But I, I feel like my, when I was going, I mean, college was the right option for me. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a school person. If you could pay me to go to college, I mean, Shit, they did pay me to go to college at Temple for yeah for basketball, fellow- right? Well, that was at Delville, but um, at Temple I had a fellowship, so they paid for my master's degree and then paid me a stipend. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I uh, paid me a stipend like a monthly payment. Uh, they paid you to go to school there. Yeah, it's a fellowship. Our life. You did not know what the hell is a fellowship. So they, so you basically, act, I was a research assistant, assistant, so I was a fellow, so I had to give them like twenty hours of my time, be on a research project, which. Help me build my resume to get jobs, right? Um, um, and they paid for my school, and then they paid me. Uh, I was getting twenty one hundred dollars a month from them, and they paid for my health insurance. Holy shit! Yeah, that's what happens when you get straight A's. They give you There's your inspiration right there, kids. Get yeah. straight A's. My sister did the same thing. She went to um, Lehigh University on a fellow, and I didn't even know you had a sister. Yeah, Older or sisters. younger? Uh, two younger sisters. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, my middle sister is a saint. She is a special education oh, uh, good teacher, on her. elementary teacher, a school teacher, and um, my youngest sister is a consultant for Accenture. Wow, look at that! I didn't. Know, what are their names? Just uh, Sinclair. Wow, wow. did not know that there were more Pilates. Oh, uh, Delcasels. Pilates is my maiden name. Delcasels. Yeah, Delcasel. That's dope. Yeah, that's a dope. A, that's a dope maiden. I know. I had a way better maiden name. I have a career. But, but <laughs> I will say this. I, yeah, Chris. I will say this though. I grew up playing sports and I always wanted a last name that people could say. It's a sporty last but Del Cassell is too hard. So I just everyone called me Sarah Dell. That was my Sarah nickname. Del. If you ask anybody at home who Sarah Pilardi is, they joke, who is that? Right? Yeah, like, Sarah, Sarah Dell. Del. Yeah. Um 
And which is funny because, you know, people only call me Pilates. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I always wanted a last name that people said. So when I went to Holder and they started just calling me Pilates, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, That's yeah. a whole other thing, too, I've noticed is everyone's either there, – there are people that are called by their first name, but a majority of people are called by their last name. At older, yeah. yeah, I've noticed. And maybe just in adult life and in general. But I call all my friends by their first names. Me too. I think it's like a corporate, or not necessarily corporate, but just like a job. Like, what up, you know, Edgar, or what up, uh, Pilardi, or whatever. It's just yeah. a, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things that I noticed over the past year or so. I'm like, why does everyone call each other by their last name? I think it's a construction thing, too. I don't think it's just all business. Yeah, true. It's also probably like a frack thing, like, yo, what up, dude? Like, what up, party? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> were you invest involved in any Greek life or anything growing up, or were you just far too busy to even No, I was not imagine? about that life. Were you ever, well, like, interested athlete, in it? No. Oh, true, you were an athlete, being too. Being an athlete, you don't really need to be out because you already have that, right? You yeah. already have your squad. And, and because you're an athlete, you get to hang out with other athletes, right? Yeah, so you And have I went your... to a small school, so it's not like – it wasn't, like, a big deal to be an athlete, but – um they just all clicked, right? We all hung out, right? And we all knew what each other were doing. Mm -hmm. So is um so is Holder why you came to Georgia? Or were you guys did you guys get out of Georgia or out of Philly and think like, was it because of the school for Chris? Okay, so that's why. Yeah, we only came to Georgia for school for Chris. Wow. Okay. There's only twelve schools for chiropractic in the country. So really yeah, and I was coming out of school with my master's in structural engineering. I needed to be in a big city because I wanted to design high rises right yeah yeah so it was in case the company i worked for for four holders who i were um uh, and they did high rises i did the georgia aquarium with them i did with um, holder no no oh okay okay I was gonna say what? Case. Oh, okay 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 yeah. um and they so we knew we needed to be in a big city because mm -hmm. i wanted a job like that right when i was coming out so um the only other one that we considered which wasn't even an option because I couldn't get a job, but it was in Pensacola, Florida. Like it's right on the really? coast. So I was like, that would be amazing. But the closest job would have been like two hours away. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, so yeah. Atlanta's where we came. You, life is the spot to be too. Life is heard. the best yeah. school to come for chiropractic in the country really at this point. So um, it, it was kind of a no brainer because with it being in Atlanta. Yeah. Very good. And you applied like at a bunch of GCs, I assume, when you got down here, or did you just apply wherever you could to try to get a job while Chris was in school? Well, specifically when I was looking, coming down here, I wanted to design. So I was looking for structural engineering jobs. And that's how I ended up at Usain Case, right? I was doing design work, not construction work. So mm -hmm. um, design was fun until you have to design, you know, designing one base plate for a column that's holding up, you know, 50 stories is yeah. fun once maybe 10 times doing it thousands of times over and over again and all the you know beams and pt beams that you have to run it just yeah. it was fun learning it and doing it 10 times when you had to repeat it thousands and knowing that just was what you were doing for the rest of your time was i, I just wasn't excited about it you know i was excited about solving the problems that came with coordination and that's that's when i knew see this is the thing i'm not going to stop until and this is what i i said which was hard when leaving Holder. I'm not going to stop until I was fully happy when I was waking up and doing what I was doing. Right? I don't blame you. I'm uh, sure a lot of people don't. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not, sure they didn't. Not that they don't. They just, it's a concept that I think the generation before us was just told you need to go make money and make income. Right. Because mm -hmm. their parents were also people that were depression babies that also said, you just need to make money. Right. And yeah. you just take the steady path. 
I luckily have a mom that says like, no, go change companies, find what you like to do. Don't stop until you figure it out. Right. Because this is what we have to do for the most of our time. We spend most of majority of our time working. So why not be somewhere that you absolutely you want, want to be? You want to do, excuse me. But I, 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 I basically, I found myself in a rut. I was like, wow, I reset myself for this, right? Like I, I went back to school for three and a half years and I'm still like not this. happy, yeah. right? And it really was a, I, I hit a rut like, wow, like for a long time, it was just like, get, get my SE, get my license, right? And um, to, to feel like, wow, this is, this is not what I expected. This is not what I want. Like, what the heck? I, I really started evaluating, all right, what do you like about this, right? And it was Revit, it was modeling, it was just solving the problems between disciplines, right? It was, it was critical thinking. It was using my brain rather than just following the, the code to solve the problems, which engineering, you do a ton of critical thinking and problem solving. I don't want to say you don't, but I didn't want to always have a book that I had to follow the formula to go solve it, right? And um i wanted to solve something that was more complex being able to in engineering your soft skills didn't matter right me being able to talk to you being able to have, connect with you didn't matter and being able to manage people and being able to um really hone in on my personality right mm -hmm. it didn't count so i was never going to thrive in that kind of environment so i just knew that i needed to make a change and i knew i interned with gilbane when i um was in school and there have been uh, VDC guy. I was interested in what he was doing. Right. And I, I, you know, I saw how much respect he got in the trailer. Right. Because mm -hmm. he's solving the problems, solve helping problems, him figure yeah. it out. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I have that skill set. Let me go see what this life is like. So I looked, Holder had a position in VDC. I saw that Holder had a great reputation. Right. I was like, all right, let me, let me see what this is like. And it turned out to be awesome. Right. It, it made me, it, it unleashed something that I, I was being, I went from being this, you know, average engineer to being able to thrive with all these skill sets that I already had acquired at all these different spots. I worked at AECOM as the civil engineer before I'd been at Holder. I had worked as a structural engineer. I've been in business. I had all these skill sets that I, like that, that role allowed me to uh, excel and right. And, and the, and our managers allowed us me to, too, right. Mm -hmm. They just allowed me to do, they to take on as much as I could um and more right yeah yeah for sure. and that's the only thing with and i'll say this over and over again i hated the gc world because i can't stand dealing with subcontractors that don't get their work done on time so that's what really drove me away from it and now that i'm in consulting i don't have to deal with that and i have literally every piece of the jobs that i literally as i as i moved around i kept holding on to the pieces that i loved so I ended up at a job that I'm like literally excited to wake up for. My client loves me. My boss loves me. Like I love doing what I do. Like I don't dread a meeting, deal with a sub. I don't have to work more than 40 hours a week. It's glorious. It's amazing. I get paid well. Um, <laughs> That's always a plus. Yeah. So it's taking me back home. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's next. Chris and I plan on to open up a practice when we get back. Um, he'll be working for the for the chiropractor that we went to for mm -hmm. our plans for six months to a year, but we really have a business plan. We have the business plan written. We have the financials all figured out. We have a break even analysis. Like we're ready to go once we, we are ready to mm -hmm. launch it. To launch, yeah. Um, we just got to figure out the right time with this pandemic, right? Before the plan was right away. But right now we just got to figure it out. Limbo. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think we'll wait more than a year because um, believe it or not, like there's people that are, 
using like Facebook advertisements and things like that. Again, 15 oh, yeah. to 10 to 15 new patients coming into their practice a week just from that yeah. before they really depended on like screenings and things like that to bring people in. But yeah. it's just, it's crazy what we'll, we, we will be able to do and it'll be ours. And it's something we've been working for for a while. So I'm excited for the seven year chapter of schooling to be done with mm-hmm. and us to move on to both of us in this career path that like we're both excited to wake up. So will you stop day. working with your your company now when the practice opens? Will you fully commit to making that thing work? Um, problem, definitely not right away. Yeah. Um, and honestly, with how I would say non-demanding this job, like with them really respecting my work-life balance, it's really possible that I can do. I mean, I was working sixty hours at Holder a week, right? Mm-hmm. It's really possible I can work forty for Microdesk and twenty for my my own company, yeah. right? And Chris is full time, yeah. so. I, I don't think with, with how that's going right now with Microdesk, I don't foresee me leaving anytime soon because that respect of that life, like I'm able to work. I don't have to depend on meetings. Like I'm if the work is so independent that I'm able to, if I wanted to, I could work from six to two and just be on call from two to four if my client needed to be right. But like yeah. as long as I get my work done, it's really like what, flexible. Yeah. Um, I don't work like I do work normal hours, you know, just sure. because why yeah, do yeah, I need yeah. to do that? But um, it's it's just nice to work for a company that I know that I'm not going to, uh, my time won't get taken advantage of. Um, yeah. And, and it's respected and known. Like I said that from the front, from the get-go with this interview, like with, with this company, like, Hey, I have this plan of opening up this practice. I currently work at a job. Everything straight up. Yeah, I currently have a job that worked me to a bone. I don't want that job. Right. I don't mm-hmm. want that. I, I have this skill set. I still think I should be paid well for the 40 hours that I bring because I'm, I am a subject you're matter. Good at what you're I, doing. Yeah. Like I, I, I have the experience. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and what's great is that that's what they're already doing. So I didn't really have to negotiate that hard. <laughs> so it was easy and it was a, I, I was nervous at first and it's definitely, definitely different, but it was a good decision for me because the goal is to open up a practice and do something. Do I plan on working for Microdesk until I'm 60? Probably not. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't first see me doing like a totally early retirement. The goal is probably like 45, get up to the director ranks. Work Retire at 45? Yeah. And then just, Shit. And just work at the Oh, practice. and just work at the practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. That's amazing. That's the I envy the hell out of you. Just hearing you talk about it. Hey, I mean, it's a lot of work still ahead of us. But oh, I just yeah. know that we've already put in seven years of work that's gotten us here. And I know it's just we're good. And we've already got the plans. We're set. We're just going to keep attacking life until, I mean, until – we can't I have this this problem of like I always want to do more. Um, like my my girlfriend just she she gives me hell about it now because I just ever since I started trying to make this podcasting thing more than just me sitting with my buddies and laughing once or twice a week. Like I have five podcasts now that I record, edit. No offense to the others when they when they hear this, but I I mainly plan, record, edit, plan them organize the advertising, organize the everything about it, literally everything. Um, but again, for those that listen that are co-hosts and help me out, I, they do plenty of work too, but I, it, it's really on my shoulders to run this. But yeah, I, I would love to just to make it a, the full-time gig and, and get, but again, that takes a lot of work and uh, I'm far from that. But switching gears from work and holder, there's a few questions 
I ask each guest, I warned you about these before we started recording, where I, I don't preface them with them. I don't warn them because it's best to get off the cuff responses. Is that the expression off the cuff? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I ruin every phrase. So that's right. okay. I do too. Um, I drive them into the ground, as you probably remember from work. I take something that's popular in culture and then drive it in the ground, like dabbing. Everyone at work, everyone at Holder hates dabbing because of me, because I drove that into the ground. Or the Mickey Mouse noise. You know what I'm talking about. Don't do um, it. I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> but all right. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions in here that are easy questions. But it, it I think they tell you a lot about a person. All right. Let's hear it. So number one, what do you get when you go to the movies? Popcorn, extra butter. Extra butter. Do you layer it? You tell them to fill it up halfway and layer it. Yeah. Have you seen people do the straw method? Oh, God, no. It's basically it's gross me it, out. It, they literally just like... You take a straw and put it up to the dispenser oh, of the butter. Isn't gross. that isn't that gross? Yeah, yeah. I don't that's, need to hear all that's that. That's terrifying. It's disgusting. Um, I'm not that kind of person. Do you ever try to go to the movies and not get anything and you sit in the seat and you're like, this is wrong. I need to go get popcorn. This is going to tell you a lot about me. I like really don't like going to the movies. Yeah, I, I think I do that. That you don't like going to the movies? That you didn't like going to the movies. Yeah, yeah I'm not into that. I, it's just uh, being in a the dark theater. It just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's dark in there? Yeah, something about it. It doesn't do it for me. Um, what's the last time this is this? I think I know the answer to this one. What's the, when's the last time you sat down and watched something and really enjoyed it? Like on Netflix, you and Chris, like we'll have a show you guys watch, or are you literally just always doing business? No, is, no. Is no. there any time for no, TV? No. Oh, I mean, we don't watch a ton of TV, but I mean, uh, the last time I sat, I mean, I watched the NBA last night. Does that count? Like, sure. Yeah. I love the Sixers and they suck again. We're in, we went through the process for no reason and we're back to stinking again, but it's all right. Um, but I love watching the NBA. We watched that last night. But you want to know a show that I recently watched? Sure. Like, if you were to like tell someone your favorite TV show ever, what would you say? Favorite TV show ever. Man, that's a tough one. Yes. Are you Stranger like Stranger Things? Maybe? Really? God, that's a hard question. Mind Hunters was also good. That's, Jeez, that's incredible. Go Mind Hunters is incredible. Maybe, maybe that. Oh, you know what was actually really good? Hmm. The first season of Goliath. I've never seen it. Yeah, the second and third were weak, but you should watch the first. Okay, okay. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Bosch, that's another good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Are you a sitcom girl or are you more like drama? I mean, serious, like suspense. I'm more of a sitcom, but if I'm like really get into a series, it probably is going to be... Uh, it's probably gonna be more suspense, but I'm not, I don't like scary stuff. So if I asked you like, which is better friends or Seinfeld, what would you friends. say? Yeah. I feel like Seinfeld gets a lot of, do you like Jerry Seinfeld? Eh, his his standup doesn't do him. it for me. Chris loves him. I'm like, eh, I just feel like you love him because like his last name is Seinfeld. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not into him. Yeah. I'm not into him either. Friends How about The Office? The office is funny, yeah. but like, still, I like friends better. I'm not like, yeah. as I say to Chris, I'm not into that like stupid boy humor. Yeah, that, the office is stupid boy like, humor. Like, like this is an unpopular opinion, but like, Will Farrell really doesn't do it for me. Really? No. He over the years he's done less for me, way less. Like, I think stuff. Honestly, like, I this is really a, be sold on Step Brothers. Like, I was like, eh, really? That one didn't take much because that is very much so stupid. Like, I'm gonna put my nutsack on your drum set. Like, that's just stupid high school, middle school. Like, year. I like that witty shit where you're like, you're laughing about the lines that took you a second to figure yeah. it out. Like, I like the smart, funny. Yeah, which, I agree. That's like, you know, if you ever, Teen Fake kills it with smart, funny. Oh yeah, she's, she's great. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, she's a brilliant comic. But like, the have you watched which is. 
Chris Hall is funny too, though. Um, Wine Country. It's like with Tina Fey. I haven't watched that. It's on Netflix. I totally recommend it. If you're going to do one of these podcasts, I mean, I know you're a bunch of boys, but it's funny. Um, it's like the SNL, Women of SNL. It's funny. Okay. I trust you. Um, Chris liked it, if that, if that matters. So if Will Ferrell doesn't do much for you, does that mean you're not a fan of Elf? So so Elf, Elf's good. I'll give Elf. Because it's a Christmas movie. I, I would agree with you, though, if you said you didn't care for it. Because over the years, I mean, I was like, you know what? This this movie is at its best when he, like, first gets to New York and he's, like, experimenting and trying things and, like, running around in the, the revolving door, yeah. dancing to hoop. There it is out in there in the mail room. But, like, once the movie, like, takes a turn and it gets, like, serious and there's a plot about how his dad doesn't love him or shit like that, I'm like... This movie's weak. Just give me Will Ferrell dressed up as an elf running around New York City, just yeah. doing dumb shit. Like, I mean, but Will Ferrell lately, it's it's been bad. He he he's missed his stride. Yeah, like Anchorman, like none of that really did anything for him. Really, yeah. I, I dug the Anchorman, but again, it's because it's stupid boy humor. Like, it's not smart at all. It's just like I love lamp, ha ha ha. Like that's not funny. No. Like it's just the delivery. But um, if you could have dinner with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? I would have dinner with Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Do you know who they are? Nope. They're the two like best women's basketball players of all time. I figure that's what. And they're besties. They went to UConn together. They're just funny as shit. They still play. They've won four gold Olympic gold medals. Wow. They're just both of them. One's a point guard. One's a plays point guard, which is really big enough to play shooting guards when they play together. They play one two. They're cool as shit. If they they were in a podcast, they got drunk together for like four hours. Uh, Super dates is dates. Uh, I'm gonna butcher her last name. Megan Megan Raponi, yeah, soccer player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They date. Wow. And uh, yeah, they do a podcast called A Touch More. Not that I should be plugging. That's okay. I plug all the podcasts. I plug Joe Rogan, the most popular podcast on the planet. Fair, fair. And they literally had a podcast that they went on for like four hours. Just they were hammering and it seemed like they were hanging out with friends and it seemed cool shit. So I would love to have dinner and hang out with them because be awesome. they seem cool. Do you know Joe Rogan makes like about 60 grand per episode based on ad revenue Damn. and sales? 60 grand. He puts out four of those a week. Four a week. 60 grand. That's, That's the goal. If I could do that, I would be able to retire at 35. <laughs> Screw 45. I'm retiring at 30. Seriously. I'd be retired before my kids are even out of high school. That'd be crazy. What's the best concert you've ever been to? Uh, Wiz Khalifa concert. That's amazing. I can't believe you say Wiz Khalifa. Like, for some, like, you just don't, no offense, like, like, if I told you that I was a huge, like, Gucci Mane fan, would you be like, what? You're like, you totally look like you listen to like Imagine Dragons or Linkin Park or some shit. Like maybe I just Wiz don't Khalifa, really? That. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love Wiz Khalifa. I, I saw Wiz him live too. He performed for KSU's homecoming concert a few years back, and he like brought out like a bunch of like guests, like Bob and like Ty Dolla Sign. If you know who any of these people are, Bob is like early two yeah. thousands rap. For you know sure. who Bob is? Chris loves Bob. That's awesome. Um, he still comes out with stuff. Bob does? Yeah, he's a huge conspiracy theorist. Is he really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Wiz Khalifa too. Um, yeah, it was a good time. It was we had lawn seats, we were outside. Yeah, everyone's vibing. Wiz has great vibe music too. Like everyone's on the same level. You're just like 
enjoying like Wiz is and like that was probably my first concert post 21 too that's probably why i also remember it as well so that's true i'm trying to think what my first concert post 21 was maybe florida georgia online <laughs> typical <laughs> typical typical bro country music um do you know if i were to tell you the words stan mute and cancel do you know what those expressions mean no okay so if somebody stands something s-t-a-n it means i live for that i ride for that all day, every day. I stand Wiz Khalifa. I stand, I do stand Wiz Khalifa. Anything Wiz Khalifa puts out, I'm not gonna think it's horrible. It's Wiz Khalifa music. Mute is me, me saying, I like it, it's there. I'm not a diehard for it, but I can have it. I can take it or leave it, essentially. Take it or leave it. And then cancel just means out of here, screw it, hate it, goodbye. So we're gonna play a game. Give me three the three words again. Stan, stand, mute, mute, cancel. All right, okay. stand, mute, cancel. All right, yeah. Queso, guac, and salsa. Stand, mute, cancel. One stays forever, one's take it or leave it, and one's got to go. I'll give you mine just to break the ice. I'm standing queso. Queso never leaves. If I'm at a restaurant, queso's there, I'm getting a big one. I'm, I want the big order. I, want I feel the, like you're going to pick ball. the same one I'm going to go. I'm canceling guac. Guac's got to go. And salsa's take it or leave it. Oh, wrong. Stand <laughs> <laughs> queso, I understand. Guac is the is the mute, and, and you're canceling salsa. Cancel salsa. I can do it without. Really? Yeah, you can get salsa at home. True. You can't. It's hard to make really good guac at home. Yeah. You got to get that table side guac at Chili's. Yeah, you have to get all of it, <laughs> right? But I mean, if I have to pick one, I got to get rid of. You know. It'll okay. Be the salsa. I'm gonna make up. I'm trying to make up a new question each episode with different guests. So by the time like. I'm done with this whole thing. Like I have like 20 questions to ask people. Uh, cool. What if you were to pick one chain restaurant for the rest of your life to go to? Really? You're not. You you don't give off chain vibes. You, no. You give off like I, I want to go to a, a whole. Local chain? Sure. Yeah. All right. For sure, I'll shout them out. Is shit. it Philly? No. Oh, is it Georgia? Sure. Okay. What is it? Tigerina Tsunami. That place is the bomb. Really? Yeah, it is really good. I would. The I one in the square go, is great. I go there. They know my name. I love that place. Really? Which I'm one do you go to? It. The one on square. That's awesome. I get the awesome. same thing every time. I said that. I said that I'll change up the app. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're from Philly. Yeah. What uh, if I'm going to Philly? I've never been to Philly. Oh man. Really? Three three it's the things. Place of America. Three things I gotta go to. It's the birthplace of America, it is. isn't it? It's where the Constitution. Yeah, was signed. that's right. Yeah. Um, what day was the Constitution signed? July fourth. Good. You'd be surprised about the amount of people, no one on this podcast, I've never asked anyone in that here, so maybe somebody I've interviewed doesn't know, but uh, a lot of people don't know when the Constitution was signed. A lot of people don't know a lot of things. Yeah. Like, if you go, like, and we'll ask people, like, they say that you're supposed to know, like, the date the Constitution was signed, the date that Pearl Harbor was bombed. Do you know that? December I think it was December 6th. 6th. Yeah. And then the day um, we won World War II or something. I don't know that one. I don't no. know that one. I don't know that one. Um, three things I got to do in Philly, whether it's restaurants, venues, museum, or any, anything I got to do when I go to Philly to have a memorable Philly experience. What are those three things? Okay. First one is you got to get the best cheesesteak. And that's at this place called Delisandro's. It's in Roxborough. I think I've heard of it. I sent, I sent, um, help me out. Who's our buddy at Holder? Turner. <laughs> no. Um, RT. RT. RT to Delisandre. Oh, because he went. Yeah. Delisandre's, he thought cheesesteaks were trash. 
I sound Del Sanjos now. He thinks t-shirts are the shit. Okay. So you gotta Sounds go like there. Um, next thing you got to do that's Philly that'll be memorable. Hmm, that's tough. Probably should go to like Penn's Landing, Morgan's Pier by the river. There's a bunch of bars outside. You get that Philly vibe, mm-hmm. right? You get to see the Ben Franklin Bridge, right? You got to see all those things. Um, second thing you got to do. Third thing you got to do when you are in Philly. You gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go towards like Independence Hall and Broad Street. You gotta yeah. be in the city and see all the sites. I mean, shit. I'm huge on far. history. I would love to be yeah, able to see all that stuff. Third spot, like you, like third spot has got to be broad for me. It's got to be Independence Hall. It's got to be you, you. go to the uh, Betsy Ross house. You gotta go. Oh, wow, that's in Philly too. Yeah, she's pulling the stone, the American flag yeah. together, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta do all this. Of course, people asking. You gotta go where dates. they sign the Constitution. You gotta see the Liberty Bell. You gotta do all the history things when you're. Wow, yeah. I need to go to Philly for that exact reason. The museums are great. The best one is pro- my favorite one is the Academy of Natural Science. That's where all the dinosaurs are. Ben Franklin's all the flashy stuff. They're going to get all the fun exhibits in. Dinosaurs? Not, yeah. This, I'm a huge dinosaur. Yeah, they, got all, they have all the fossils there. You believe dinosaurs existed? What? There's a lot of people out there that I've recently There's found no out. bones. That, a lot of people think it's staged. A lot of people think it's fake. <laughs> I've learned I recently a lot of things. So that's one I don't believe. Ooh, this is a good one. I just thought of this on the spot. This is definitely gonna be a question I ask. People. What would you be? I like to think of myself as an, an African lion, male, specifically male, because I've re- recently learned that the males get to nap literally all day, and the females go out in the pride packs and they hunt, and they just bring home the they bring home the dinner. Oh wow, that sounds great. Men wake up from the naps. <laughs> people are gonna attack me for that. Misogynist. It's all right. Um, I would be a cheetah. Fast as shit. <laughs> if there was, do you think you could take on a cheetah, like Hell no. in, in a ring? No, I'm not taking on any of those things in a ring. Yeah, I was going off on this tangent earlier. I was just at my girlfriend's uh, aunt and uncle house, and um, I said, "Hey, this came up." I was like, "Cheetah? I think I could take on a cheetah." But only because cheetahs are known for their agility and their speed, not necessarily their uh, their uh, aggression. aggression. So I feel like if you could at least take its back, get on the back of the cheetah, choke it out. You might get some cuts and bruises, maybe a broken bone or two, but I think you could come out alive. Not me. I mean, look at me. I'm oh. not. I'm not fighting a cheetah. So I'm just doing it off of my own ability, and no hell no. And I'm. I think I'm pretty athletic. Hell no. Yeah. You guys are big on the outdoors, though. Oh, all the time. You guys are probably outdoors more than I am indoors. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we like to spend like a hundred percent of our free time outside. Like we on the weekends, you will not see us sit on the couch and watch TV during the day. Like if it's if the sun's out, we're outside. Even when it's raining, we'll put our sun, our our raincoats on and, and we're out. Like it's just both of us are antsy people. We don't like to sit around. Mm-hmm. Just, you like to go, 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 go. Yeah, and I just want the fresh air. I just want to be out with the sun, get my vitamin D. And so does that mean when you guys go on vacation ever? Uh, are you go, go, go guys? Do you have the itinerary or are you just like, let's wake up and just do what we want to do? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, but all of our vacations are usually pretty active, right? Like we're not going to only just go to a beach and sit there. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, even on our honeymoon, we worked out every day and we were at an all inclusive resort. <laughs> like that's just who we are, um, to burn off that energy. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, like our next vacation, we'll probably go to Tahoe, a little bit of beach, a little bit of hike. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sarah, this has concluded our time. Before you go, is there anything that you want 
to uh i usually i know you're not big on social media or anything no, no don't, don't um, ask me i was gonna ask like if you wanted to plug anything but i guess i would just say what's next I'll, for you in 2020 but i know what's something. next we'll plug it i'll plug something we're when move chiropractic comes out i want to come come back onto this podcast when chris and i have our practice move so. chiropractic. we're gonna come into the conchahawken area near you all right that's my plug <laughs> all right um, everybody, like we said at the top, um, what did I say at the top? Oh yeah, this is what I said at the top. Go support Prep Ready Meals. Go support Rebel Boudoir. Use the codes that I said at the top. They're said at the top of every single episode that I do. Make sure you do and show them some love. If you want to follow me on socials, you won't find Sarah, but if you want to find me, you can hit me on Insta and Twitter at Logan uh, Lewis 96 Go ahead and follow Binge Media on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and follow this pod, whatever Logan wants, on Instagram. Make sure you've left the rating and review on iTunes, and make sure you're subscribed on Spotify and Apple. Sarah, thank you so much for doing this. I'm really glad we were able to do it before you moved. You were uh, one of my favorite people at Holder to work with, um, even though sometimes we, uh, we didn't always work together. Um, but you were always there, and uh, you're definitely one of the better, the better people that I've experienced working with. And uh, yeah, I've learned a lot from you. So thank you. Oh man, this is real. Good. Thank you so much, Sarah. Bye bye.